Welcome to Cascade Connects, a podcast focusing on the people and events in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Here is your host, CCC Commissioner Robert Cashel. Welcome to this edition of Cascade Connects. I'm your host, Rob Cashel, Conference Commissioner, and very excited today to join uh, and speak with Ashley Bachman. Ashley, thank you for joining the program. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Ashley is a senior volleyball player at Lewis Clark State College and uh, recently completed your senior season. Talk a little bit about your year and the transition you're going through um, completing your collegiate volleyball career. Yeah, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it comes and goes in waves. It's a really weird transition that it's really hard to pre prepare for, um, honestly. But this is my fifth year at LC. It's my fourth year actually playing on the team. Um, I was injured and was a student assistant my freshman year. So I've kind of played all the roles um, besides coaching as far as being a student athlete goes. Um, you know, this year we, our team, you know, got a new coach, a new assistant coach. And so our leadership positions were a little different. And, you know, there was only a few of us seniors. We had two and then ended up with three graduating seniors this year. And so um, as far as leadership goes, I think a lot of us really had to step up as far as keeping the, the culture and the foundation and the peace Um with the team, which ended up going really, really well. I, we are very successful as far as team culture goes, which I'm really proud of. Um, our new coach is amazing. I'm so grateful to have her and our assistant coach, Shan Mack here. Um, Katie is an alumni volleyball player from LC State. And so it's brought a lot of community connection that we didn't necessarily see before. So that was really exciting. Um, I am an injured athlete. I do have um, a pretty severe spine injury so I did um, sit out most of the season I served as um, a serving specialist on the team which is a little different role and not one that I would particularly choose to have um, but I was able to you know I think maintain the utmost composure with what I was given and what I was still able to do and so I'm really grateful for the opportunity I had to put on a warrior jersey for four years and um, this place is quite literally home. I've been in Lewiston for 22 years. And so I'm excited to transition out of being here and, you know, go to grad school and start really diving into my occupation. But like I said, this place is home and I am really going to miss it and the people, but it's bittersweet. That's what I have to say. It's been a bittersweet past six months. Yeah. You know, a lot of athletes where it's been, really your whole life in, in mm -hmm. some regards. Um, your collegiate sport, it's your identity, mm -hmm. it's everything you do. Uh, you know, you talk about being injured and, and I, I can tell you from being around you and watching you play, you know, you certainly kept that uh, good attitude and that enthusiasm going and that leadership. A lot of people with the type of injury you have um, would have maybe walked away. What was it that kept you engaged and kept you saying, hey, I'm going to contribute to whatever level I can? Yeah, uh, I was highly advised to walk away last year, actually. Um, I literally had to convince, you know, people to keep my eligibility to not redshirt me, you know. Um, so I did make a promise that I would be on my best behavior physically and follow the rules and keep up to date with treatment and 
all of that. And so it's really been a roller coaster as far as treatment goes. Um, so yeah, I mean, the fight in my journey and how I got here is so different from every other athlete. I was, I was injured from my senior year of high school to my freshman year here. And, you know, coach Pullman brought me in to be a student assistant because I showed some interest in playing here before I got injured. Um, and so after my first season here, um, at LC being a student assistant, you know, I went to coach Pullman and I said, listen, like, I want to play for you. Like I will do whatever it takes, train me. I will show up every day, twice a day, if that's what it takes, like, just give me a chance. And the goal was to get me into a JUCO, just get my, you know, feet back in the water before maybe coming back for my last two years here. And COVID um, unfortunately happened after I started training with coach Pullman, but because I wasn't a signed athlete, I was still able to train throughout COVID. So I came in here twice a day, every day, and trained with Coach Pullman, um, and he ended up signing me right before season started. So I am I'm really grateful for him. You know, he is. Yeah, I worked hard and I got myself here, but you know, he is the one who gave me that opportunity. Something that he took a chance. I don't think most most coaches would. So. I, I fought so hard to be here and my back injury was not my fault. It wasn't anything I could have avoided. Um, it's out of my control, but the things I control is my work ethic, you know, my, my drive, my respect for myself and my teammates in this program. And I have so much pride in being here that I just could, I couldn't walk away. I still have more to give and whether that just be serving, it's I'm going to do my best to make my defensive players better. You know, I'm going to push my team harder and um, I'm going to be a leader for my new coach. So there was a lot there was a lot of roles that I could take. And, you know, maybe being physically not able to give 100 percent, I gave 100 percent of the 80 percent I had. And for me, it was more like 15 <laughs> percent, but I gave 100 percent of what I could. And the rest I made up and just, you know being a good supportive teammate. What a great example uh, that you gave as, as a leader uh, for the, the players on your team that were there, plus the new new recruits that Katie was able mm -hmm. to bring in. Speaking of giving, um, you're you're heavily involved in, in a lot of different things. You're the you're one of the chairs of your campus association of student athletes. You're our co-chair of our conference uh, ASA, which has been just a, a wonderful uh, experience that we've had uh, to be able to get to know each other and, and everything you've brought to the conference level. Where did that sense of service come from? And tell me a little bit about uh, your roles in those two areas in particular and, and how you've approached them. Yeah, um, honestly, I, in high school and throughout like elementary school, I've always been heavily involved in like extra, you know, extracurriculars outside of school. Um, so I started with being like a 4-H leader. I did 4-H for nine years growing up. It's how I, you know, uh, saved up a lot of money to go to college, actually. And so my leadership roles kind of began in 4-H. Um, in high school, I was an ASB officer. I was ASB secretary. Um, and on the leadership for, for high school, um, I'm not afraid to public speak. I love public speaking. I love making the hard decisions for people. Um, and, you know, I just, it's, it's, I'm very fearless as far as leadership goes. And I honestly don't know where that stemmed from, <laughs> but I think like growing up, stepping into leadership roles, I'm very comfortable with um, being in charge. I'm kind of a quiet leader though, I think is what I would define myself as. I like to sit back and listen and then, um, 
you know, make decisions. Um, being here at LC, we had somebody step down from ASA as I was training to be here. So I wasn't even a signed athlete yet. And I took the role to be the volleyball representative. And so I think Coach Pullman kind of knew I would hang around. So he let me take that role. But I wasn't even a student athlete. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. And so <laughs> I got in here and nobody questioned it. And then um, I, I fell in love with what they were doing. This is only the second year of ASA at LC when I joined. And I knew right away that I wanted to keep growing the foundation here for what ASA does. Or it was SAC back then, I guess. And um, just trying to make a change as far as the culture goes here. This is an amazing program at LC. And I am very, very proud of the the stuff that we've accomplished over the past four years that I've been involved here. Um, you know, I think that when I went into the first cascade conference um, meeting that we had, not this fall, but in 2022, I, I told Brooke, I said, I got a lot going on. I don't think I'm going to like, I know spots are open. I'm not going to volunteer. I don't think like, you know, campus is going really good. And then you have, asked me at dinner if I'd be interested in being the chairman and I was like oh yeah absolutely like I'd love to do it <laughs> so she was like I thought we were gonna do that and I I totally changed my mind I was like of course absolutely um I love it I think the NAI has some like truly remarkable human beings working behind it and going to the national convention and representing the Cascade and LCSC um, I'm very proud of the things that we have done over here in the Pacific Northwest um, and especially on our campus as well We've had a lot of changes in leadership as far as the cascade goes and the national board with Ty stepping down and Gwen Kelly taking over. Um, and again, remarkable people. I, I love them both. They're, they're great leaders. And I know they want to hear what athletes have to say, but I just think that there's so much going on in a student athlete's life as far as, um, you know, whether they have a job, everybody goes to school, everybody has practice and weights, you know, if you're an injured athlete, you have extra PT that you have to be doing, you know, you have film, you have study hall. And it's like, there's a lot of things that don't get addressed. I think that are on student athletes minds. And so being able to hear what student athletes have to say, and then being able to approach people that can make change happen is something that, you know, has really driven me as a student athlete. It's, I want to leave LC. I want to leave the cascade and the NAI knowing that I made a big difference. I made an impact in student athlete life outside of the court. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, the first meeting and, and uh, you know, at our meeting, we had just come off of um, our chair and vice chair rolling off of our committee. So I, I knew I was on the lookout for yeah. <laughs> for leaders and, and uh, just something something about your presentation and how you handled yourself and the ease in which you came into that meeting and immediately kind of galvanized the group uh, really spoke to me. And I thought, man, this is somebody we need in a leadership role. Um, you you talk about graduate school and, and first of all, you have one of the longest undergraduate titles there is. So <laughs> uh, tell our, tell our viewers and listeners what your, what your undergrad degree is, is going to be when you, when you walk across the stage here in a couple of months. Um, I will be graduating with exercise science and health occupations with a minor in communication arts. Um, and I have a certificate in sports nutrition as well. <laughs> I have a certificate in personal training too. And I've, I have never used it, but I was really interested and I got that certificate like two years ago. So yeah, it's, I, I have a lot going on, but I love school. 
school and I love to learn and you know being here I don't have to take the full credits anymore but I piled up my schedule just so I could I could learn more it's what I love and so call me crazy but <laughs> I really love it I really do yeah that that's a mouthful of of your undergrad yeah. degree and certificate yeah. and minors and everything uh what what graduate program have you applied to or are you accepted already and what what is next academically for you um who honestly that's not going to be easy for me either it will be a little different um i did turn in an application actually last night and got my um you know it got admitted this morning so i got all those emails um so I will go into a master's of dietetics, uh, research dietetics, actually, and I will spend two years and two summers getting my master's in dietetics. Hopefully, I will do that at the University of Idaho. I won't know. I'll commute every day, but I won't know if I get accepted for um, a few more months. I did the early application process. I'm about six months ahead of everybody else. Um, but since they don't offer the undergrad here at LC State, I will graduate in May and I will start in May if I get accepted. And so I won't take a break. I'll just keep on rolling through the summer. And then in two years, I'll graduate with a master's in diet research dietetics. And then I'll go on and do a little more schooling and become an oncology dietitian and work with pediatrics in the cancer care center. So... Uh, Number one, congratulations! <laughs> what a what a Thank what you. a path you're going to be on. Thank um, you. Yeah. But but number two, uh, you know where where did that um, where did that desire to be in that field come from? <clears throat> did, did have you always wanted to work in in healthcare and and with children, or is this stem from some of the injuries you've gone through yourself? And, and uh, tell me about that journey. Um. Yeah, whoa. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get emotional, but that's an emotional question for me. Um, my senior year of high school, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, actually. So my mom had invasive ductal carcinoma, which was estrogen positive. So her own hormones were creating um, her breast cancer. So through my senior year of high school to the end of my sophomore year of college, my mom battled with breast cancer. And um going through COVID and my volleyball journey, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot emotionally and volleyball was my escape. It, it served as that. And so I think that that's why I deeply fell in love with the game. Like I did here. Um, you know, I traveled with my mom up to Spokane a lot and my dad is a shift worker. And so I was kind of my mom's rock as far as being up there and going to her appointments and all of her surgeries, you know, I haven't missed anything. And I'm a big sister, so I gotta I gotta be a good role model in the household for my siblings. And you know what we could control was my mom's diet, and that was really really important. Was keeping, um, you know, inflammatories out of her diet, soy especially. It's a big estrogen hormone out of her diet, and so um, we were in the process of building a new <laughs> a new home as well. And so everything felt like it was crumbling apart. And those were probably one of the toughest years. Um, of my life but looking back it it really grew this passion inside of me that you know I wanted to help people control what they can in their most vulnerable parts their most vulnerable journey that they'll go through in life um, I work at the boys and girls club here in Lewiston um, I just got promoted to the director of member services and so I've been working there for four years I started in 2020 2020 actually um, 
I love working with kids. I love working with kids. I would never be a teacher ever. Um, <laughs> but with my role, I love working with kids. And so, you know, I, I work with a lot of low income children uh, who don't get properly nourished, who won't, you know, their serving sizes are limited. They, they don't get breakfast unless they come to the club. Most of them can't afford coming to the club. And so um, just, I have such an empathetic heart. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm not afraid to admit it. And, you know, I would love to work with anybody who has cancer, but my heart really does go out to those children being able to work with their parents as well. And um, like I said, help the controllables. I want to be, I want to be a fighting force for these kids during this time. It's, it's scary. It is very, very scary. And um, it's going to be a challenging occupation emotionally. It really, really is. I've been told that by a lot of health professionals already, but I, I am a strong individual. Um, I'm very empathetic and I, I'm ready for that challenge. I want to be that person. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing so openly yeah. about uh, about your mom and your family and, and you know, how, how lucky she was to have you. And, and I know you feel the same about having your mom. So that, what, what a great story in, in terms of how you have gotten to your point academically and, and, and how you want to serve others. Um, just really, really a cool story. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Ashley, you've, you've talked about, uh, the NAIA. You're also, uh, you're also a key leader on the national ASA. Yeah. And I know that a ton of the things that we've talked about today are also really important, uh, topics at the national level, mental health for student athletes, mm -hmm. uh, which ties into that. I'm sure their dietary needs and, and what mm -hmm. happens with our student athletes. Are they getting enough fuel, the right kind of fuel, et cetera. Um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your role with ASA, what you're looking forward to in terms of this upcoming convention, and then what are some of the things that you guys are working on? Yeah, um, I'm very excited. Um, this year, I did get asked to run for a leadership position. So I ran for a leadership position this, oh, I believe it was in July we ran, and I'm a co-chairman, one of the co-chairmen on the NAI board. I serve on the Champions of Character board, the RISE committee, and the Council of Student-Athletes as well. So I'm a very busy girl. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as like applying, you know, my degree to the NAI, as far as uh, nutrition and dietetics go, we had the New Orleans um the New Orleans Saints dietitian from the NFL um, come in and talk to us this last year about kind of what her role looks like as far as feeding athletes. Um, <clears throat> myself, I do a lot of research. I love to read um, about nutrition and especially the student athletes. 75% of student athletes are undernourished. They don't eat enough. And a big percentage of that is mostly women, you know? And so I think one of the most crucial you know, epidemics, if you want to say that we have this, as far as student athlete goes, is the fact that we do not eat enough. We are not nourished enough. Um, I brought that to the attention of ASA here at LC State, and we now have an athlete food pantry, and we are funding that ourselves. And so hopefully that grows more and more. We're getting more sponsors involved in funding that as well. So we have our WAA committee um, funding that refuel station that we have set out for student athletes. Um, as far as the conference goes, we haven't done anything, um, as far as, uh, 
that. It hasn't been brought to my attention by any other schools in the Cascade Conference. Um, as far as the NAI goes, this year's going to look a little different um, at convention. I absolutely love convention. It was one of the best weeks of my life. It was so overwhelming. There were so many meetings. It was like 12 hours straight of workshops. And it was it was amazing. It was so great. And so I am very, very excited to head to Kansas City um, this year for yet another Cascade Conference, repre- or NAI Conference, representing another Cascade member, though. Alicia Alexander will be there getting an award. So the Cascade, I'm very proud to be a part of it. We're represented very well at the NAI. Um, our role as student-athletes are going to look a little different this year because um, what we're doing as far as the committee is a little different because of our leadership. Last year, we had a huge focus on promoting the day off policy. So last year, we did a lot of advocating for student-athletes as far as the day off policy goes. Um, you know, I went into the conference not really... I don't, I didn't really know how I felt about the day off policy because to me, it really didn't apply. We got Sundays off, we got travel days off. Um, and so when I went to the convention, I heard a lot of stories about other student athletes who didn't get days off at all. Um, if they did, they had a mandatory, they had mandatory lifting, even though it was a day off. And so a lot of student athletes struggled with that and it was really, uh, really affecting their mental health. So I, you know, teamed up with a lot of student athletes there and I did advocate for that. And uh, we were able to get that day off, and that was huge to a lot of student athletes that were there. And so, I'm really grateful that I was able to help them get that. Um, whether it affects other students around the Cascade Conference, uh, I that's something huge that we did uh, this year. Yeah, it's going to look a little different because we have different we have different goals. We're not 100% sure what they want to do, and so I'm a part of a leadership team that has helped set up the ASA council to have a bigger vision moving forward for next year. And so as much as people want to be in leadership positions to get things done, that's kind of my role here at LC state. My role on the NAI ASA is to build a foundation for the student athletes of next year. So this year we're, you know, creating more of, rules for being in the ASA, um, requirements for being in the ASA. Our leadership team that we have is made up of five women throughout um, the NAI. It just happened to be all girls who ran this year. Um, And we have a very strong leadership team. And um, one of the closest is Maddie from Carroll. I love having her on there. Uh, We were in the the Frontier Conference my freshman year. and they're they're really great so I get a lot of ideas off of Carol but this year yeah it's creating a foundation really for next year's athletes and I think a lot of what we're going to do is a lot of videos and workshops and promoting life after athletics and getting resources out there for student athletes mental health resources for student athletes um that's a huge thing in the NAI right now it always has been um Another thing for NIL deals, getting stuff out for that. Uh, We're working a lot with increasing and promoting social media more. We have a student athlete that's working on a really cool video for uh, DIE for the month that's coming up. And, or this month, I guess it's February 2nd now. And so we have things that we're doing on campus and we're going to start promoting those things as student athletes on the NAI. So. Well, <clears throat> listening to what everything you're involved in, I'm trying to figure out when you might sleep. Or, I don't. 
<laughs> that is the thing. I don't sleep. No. Uh, yeah, I'm involved in a lot, but I love it. I absolutely love it. it uh, it's what drives me. I love being able to just help people. Like I said, it's like, I love being uncomfortable. I, I don't, I don't know where this stems from, but I'm a very driven person. And the NAI has given me, has given me these platforms to really grow as a leader, as a student, as an athlete, as a business professional, you know, somebody who's about to go into her actual occupation. And so I, I'm very, very grateful for the NAI. It's going to be a sad transition out of it. You know, as much as I love convention, it's going to be hard saying goodbye to the NAI for sure. Ashley, what would you, what would you tell an incoming freshman who's looking at not just LC State, because clearly you've had a wonderful experience there and, and I know everybody there and what, what a great job mm-hmm. Alicia does and Brooke and, and Christina and, and Tracy. I mean, just an unbelievable experience. Mm-hmm. But what would you tell someone about maybe the Cascade Conference and about the NAIA? Oh, man. Uh, first of all, someone who's even just looking into being a student athlete, I would say look first into the NAIA, um, you know, and that's such a biased opinion, but it's, I, I would not choose otherwise. The NAI, I think, unfortunately, is underrated into the, not underrated, under, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very, I don't know. I just think that people overlook the NAI. I'll say that. Uh, being a representative on it and, you know, seeing stuff and how it happens behind the scenes, starting with being a student assistant, you know, I got to see what it looked like for coaches behind the scenes and in their office, how they take care of their student athletes, um, not just for my sport, but for other coaches here at um, LC State as well. And being involved in leadership, I got to know a lot of coaches within the Cascade Conference and talk to them a lot. And so, you know, I think it's really important for people maybe in my position or other leadership roles to really express how much of a family atmosphere I think the NAI tries to create, especially the Cascade Conference as well. Um, they do, people do really care what student athletes have to say. And this journey, you know, it's, it's so limited time-wise. You only get at least four promised years, maybe not even that, you know, injuries happen every day, you know, um, family circumstances happen every day where you can't compete. And so living in the moment, I think really being where your feet are is very important. I would say, you know, reminding student athletes, I'm someone who likes to look at least six months into the future and be prepared. Um, but these past two years, I've really tried to be where my feet are as far as, um, being a student athlete, really just taking in the moment, deep breaths when I'm, you know, doing national anthem on the end line, that's, such like a monumental moment for me I really looked forward to that when fighting my way here um and so I would say just yeah be where your feet are um if you have any aspirations to grow as far as being a leader goes ASA is a phenomenal um association I would say um to get involved in growing your leadership skills being a better student athlete and teammate um, representing your school, I think, gives you a deeper sense of pride than a student athlete would ever think it does. And 
Um, the amount of people that I have met within the Cascade Conference are just remarkable people. I'd say we have a great team of, uh, you know, athletic directors here, uh, trainers that we have. I've gotten pretty close with a lot of our trainers um, <laughs> here, unfortunately, um, but they're pretty great. And the coaches as well, you know, uh, they recognize me from the conference meeting and from maybe meeting up with them at the NAI convention. And they're, they're great people. They come up, they say hi, they create conversation. And so these people are here to support us. They're here to support whatever student athlete walks through those doors. You're here to, to get a degree first and foremost. And, you know, but this is your chance to be a student athlete and not a lot of people get that opportunity. And within the NAI, there's a lot of people really fighting for you behind the scenes. And I'm grateful enough to be able to see kind of what that looks like. Well, Ashley, we're, we're so thankful that you planted your feet uh, at L State yeah. and in the, in the Cascade Conference and, and in the NAIA. And, and I can, I, I think I can speak for just about everybody who's interacted with you. I think we feel better off having been around you uh, and, and thank you for everything that you've done. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been one of the greatest experiences uh, of my life. And honestly, I, I wholeheartedly can say that I've loved every single minute of it. Everybody that I've met has been just so inspiring. And so I'm very proud to be a warrior and to be a part of the Cascade Conference. Well, we look forward to what's next for you and your journey, uh, athletically, academically, uh, helping young mm -hmm. men and women, uh, young boys and girls, and, and helping others uh, through their, their struggles and, and, and your, your role in, in your healthcare uh, profession. Uh, this has been a, a great Cascade Connect, so I want to thank Ashley Bachman, our guest, and also thank our director, Courtney Blummer. We appreciate you being with us, and see you next time. On behalf of director Courtney Blummer and host Robert Cashel, thanks for tuning in to Cascade Connects, the official podcast of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, 15 championships, and over 3,000 student-athletes. This is the CCC.